Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast, where we bring you the heart and soul in sports. With your hosts, Brad Perry and Tanner Perry. Now, from the backwoods of East Tennessee, two knuckleheads to help you navigate the field, the mat, the court, and the track. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast. This is Coach Brad Perry. I'm here with Coach T. Coach T, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Allergies are clearing up a little bit. Sun's out here in East Tennessee. and It's a beautiful day. As long as allergies are clearing up. They're clearing up. I'm sure they'll they'll come back. They'll come back for sure, actually. I'm, I'm absolutely positive of it every time I mow my yard. So, But other than that, everything's going great. We are really busy around here. We got golf tournament coming up for FCA. Uh, camp season is coming through. We're doing uh, here at Impact Community Center uh, Veterans Memorial Ceremony on the 29th of May. Not sure this will get posted before or after that, but uh, getting ready to open up this place to the public and uh, a lot of construction, a lot of finishing touches, and just trying to get it done. Before We're almost we, there. Uh, we can see some light at the end of the tunnel, finally. Almost there. Uh, finally <laughs> so we're excited uh summer camps coming up we have uh kids wrestling camp the end of may mm-hmm. 25 Bas- through the 25th through the 27th yeah that one's a day camp so that's uh elementary middle school real excited about that I have a bunch of kids in here learning how to wrestle having some fun talking about jesus um high school guys coming in to help us work it which is really cool too yep uh coming up after that i guess uh football skills clinic uh two great D1 football players, D back from uh, former D back from UT Malik Foreman, mm-hmm. former lineman from Wake Forest Ty Hayworth coming in for that one. Uh, 18th and 19th of June is basketball camp. We're partnering with uh, Coach Dylan Favor. Shout out to old Coach Fave. Yes, sir. Uh, he's got I think 12 teams coming in for that, and FCA is going to be sharing Jesus during that, providing meals uh, between games for teams that sign up for that, and then big wrestling camp. Uh, June 21st through the 23rd, Tony Ramos, former national champion, University of Iowa, now assistant coach for University of North Carolina, Heath Esslinger, Ben Smith, and all of our uh, FCA wrestling local East Tennessee guys coming in. That's so, going to be a good one. That's going to be a real good that's camp. Be a good one. Yeah, and that's uh, really our first overnight camp, so we'll – we're praying bunks get in and get uh, set up and everything's ready to go with Impact Community Center and the FCA Training Center for that. Hey, let's get into today's episode because we know you're not here just to hear us chitter-chatter. Uh, we're excited about today. Uh, th- this is one of our intentional coach practices, uh, listening to outsiders. You know, uh, as an old coach, sometimes I think I know what I'm doing. And then I get, uh, you know, young pups come into my room and I realize, you know, Maybe I don't know everything I need to know. So we just want to talk about listening to outsiders, uh, having an ear to the ground. Uh, There's a proverb, uh, as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another. Uh, And this is that area when we listen, uh, when we look for opportunities to learn, we can be sharpened by other people. Coach T, uh, what do you think about listening to people outside of your area of expertise? Um, I think it kind of goes with, like, if you're around people, like, like completely like-minded individuals and everybody is this, like, same, then you're never going to get any new information, right? It's all just going to be, re- it's going to be, you know, 
regurgitated information basically you know it's um so i like to i like to see what i can learn from anything that i anything and anybody that i come across even like for instance if it's a if it's a wrestler um you know i like to see what i can learn from from maybe that new wrestler you know it's i think you start to understand a little bit deeper about what you're doing once you start to take some aspects from different people I, I think even outside of your area of expertise, you know, as, you know, just a coach of athletes uh, looking outside of the sport, you know, as you, for you as a wrestling coach, going to, to that basketball coach and, and asking questions um, athletically, you know, what do you do for speed training? What do you do for jump training? Because, I mean, the same muscle group that's going to help an athlete get up in the air and dunk a basketball is going to be very helpful in a blast double leg takedown right uh, so going outside of even your area of expertise and having those conversations uh with other coaches and then from the spiritual aspect of it you know just pinpointing those coaches that are are doing it well three-dimensional coaches uh they're coaching you know the sport the x's and o's are coaching the mind and they're coaching the soul right um and saying okay how do you do this how do you uh you know, what do you do that's that might be different? What do you do that I could borrow? Uh, well, well there's so much. There's so many aspects to coaching that, like, you can you can take something from from everybody, even if it's not like a wrestling specific or a football specific or what. It could just be a, an administration thing. Like, oh, here's how I, you know, communicate with my players, or here's how I get my players fired up before practice, or, you know, I went I went through a little little bit where I I. I really wanted to be like high class, like like world class athlete. Like that's what I wanted to be. So I, I took the time to look and see, you know, what did the world class athletes do? Even if they're not, even if they're not, you know, wrestlers or fighters or whatever. Even if it's a track or a marathon runner, you know, what did those people do to get them to that point? An athlete's an athlete at the end of the day, um, and coaching is is you know, coaching is coaching. Coaching is teaching at the end of the day. There's aspects that are a little bit different um, depending on what you coach. But at the end of the day, the concepts are, are the same. You're teaching a person who doesn't know anything how to move their body in a specific way. You know, if we're talking about three-dimensional coaching, let's let's kind of slide into that arena for, for a minute of, of coaching coaching the soul. Uh, of getting to the heart of you know eternal matters a lot of us three-dimensional coaches we've been in church so long especially us older guys that um we've been going to church for so long we've forgotten what it's like to not be a church guy uh and having having conversations with our athletes that that then grow up going to church with a listening ear not with condemnation or judgment a lot of our athletes are looking for somebody to guide them somebody to lead them uh, most of them if we come in with a listening ear they'll have a spiritual conversation with us um, but the struggle the struggle is some of us uh, old crusty church going coaches we love on kids but we forget they didn't grow up the way we grew up in when i was when i was growing up in east Tennessee, everybody had a church they may not go but everybody had one and i mean pre pew pew P research, Pew research, uh, just did a big survey, and, and like seventy-eight percent of students don't attend church. 
So when I go in as a three-dimensional coach and try to pour into their soul and spirit, for a lot of them, it's the first time that's happening. And I just to be honest, Coach T, a lot of times I forget what it was like the first time I heard that story. Oh, um, yeah. So I, I have to go in and approach this thing, listening to the outsider, even the outside, the person outside of following Jesus, whether that's another coach on my staff or whether that's an athlete. Uh, and I got I got to approach and listen to what those outsiders are saying so I can reach them better, so I can coach them better, so I can prepare them for life. Uh, from a three-dimensional coach standpoint, um, that's so important that we – we remember to listen to those not just outside of our sport in a physical standpoint because that's going to make us a better X's and that's going to make us a better one-dimensional coach listening to the teachers and administration who have traveled roads that maybe we haven't traveled as educators is going to help us get that second dimension but listening to those spiritual leaders and then also listening to people outside of the church of what they need is going to help us reach that third dimension as a coach. That's a big thing. I mean, it's like, I feel like a lot of times we don't, we choose not to listen a lot of times because our ego kind of gets in the way. We're like, oh, but I know, I know about this. I know about this. Why do I have to listen to somebody that probably doesn't know as much as me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead, we need to be thinking, well, what can this person teach me? They have something to teach. Otherwise, they wouldn't have said anything unless they just like to hear themselves talk which that happens that does happen it happens quite, a lot. quite a bit um so at that point you have to we like to say consider the source a little bit um take maybe take some of what they say with a grain of salt but understand that there's application in there you can listen and have a conversation without agreeing you can listen and have a conversation without using you know what somebody gives you but, but you're just adding to the knowledge that you have. So when you go listening to those outsiders, whether it's one dimension, two dimension, or three dimension, you, you don't necessarily have to implement everything that you hear from them or everything that you learn from them. But the more information you have, the more tools you have to implement. Right. I'll give you a good example. We got a, we got a very small high school up the road from us here. Uh, I don't remember the coach's name, um, but he's a football coach. And he did, I think he called them Manly Mondays. Fantastic idea. On Mondays, he, he did some kind of, for his football team, some kind of thing that would just help them be better people. Tie a tie, change a tire, uh, write a resume. And he just took a few minutes out of, that's three-dimensional right there. You're changing lives. You're not just winning football games. He's a great football coach too. But you're changing lives right there. And that's, you know, from my perspective as a coach, listening to that outsider and say, "Man, that is awesome," I think I might, I might use some of that. Yeah, yeah, and ultimately, that's our job as coaches is to teach these kids how to handle situations after they get out of high school, after they get out of the umbrella of, you know, their kid. They, they, it's it's teaching them how to learn. Because a lot of times we forget because we've been in school for so long trying to learn. It's like, well, this sucks. I don't want to, like, you forget how to learn. And okay. so a lot of a lot of people have to, I had to relearn that. How do I learn individually? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and that's when I really started, 
you know, taking off in some areas is I had to reevaluate how do I learn and what's the best system for me to do that. And, you know, that's what, that's what coaches are doing. Uh, so we, how, how do we, how do we find those outsiders to listen to? I wrote down a few, a few points here that, uh, I think might be helpful. Um, you know, just find them. Um, so, so if you're listening to us today and you're driving, don't do this later, but if, you know, if you're at the house and you can write some things down, make a little list right here. Um, just write down who who are the most respected coaches in your sport. Who are the most respected coaches in your sport? And I'd say you could even do this in different areas. You can do this locally. You know, here in East Tennessee, we got some local legends in different sports, and it's just like, yeah, that's the guy I want coaching my kid. Uh, some of them are one dimensional. Some of them are three dimensional. But you could also do that on a national level. Who who are the most respected coaches? You know, in my mind, at a national level, somebody like a Tony Dungy comes to mind. Yeah. Um, Dabo Sweeney uh, comes to mind. I, you know, just um, Kale Sanderson at Penn State. It breaks my heart to say that. Uh, <laughs> you know, but Casey Cunningham, his assistant coach, is just a phenomenal guy and a phenomenal coach. Uh, but who are the most respected coaches in your sport? Write those down. Whatever sport it is you're coaching, uh, you're involved in, write those down. Um, who are the most respected coaches in other sports? Not That's the a good ones. One. Not the ones that you coach. Uh, so you got two lists of names here. Maybe four if you did local and and national. Um, you could even do state level. Yes, absolutely. You know, what's what? What is your you know competition? And who's the most successful coach in your you know competition? Yeah, and then that third list is outside of the sports arena, because as a high school, middle school, or high school coach, we're working with a generation that we're foreign to, especially if you're over forty. We just you know I didn't I didn't grow up with remote control. We we had a party line phone hooked to the wall, um, you know, and so a lot of things that are going on now with the generation that I'm coaching is totally foreign to me so who are the most respected people most respected leaders uh in that next generation conversation i'm talking like youth ministry guys um education guys who are those and i would i would say parachurch guys that are just knocking it out of the park Mm -hmm. um, on that spiritual level that you could glean from and then you just go through those lists and say okay what can i learn from this person and if you have the opportunity to write down, hey, I want to have a conversation with this one. What can I learn? Uh, we got a whiteboard up in our office. Um, it's, it's actually on the other side of the room So because I'm old. I can't I, read it. I can't actually read it, but I remember what it says. We wrote down a list of coaches just like this. If you had the opportunity to get advice from – and we had, uh, because we're wrestlers, we had Dan Gable on there. Uh, John Wooden, uh, famous basketball coach for UCLA, was phenomenal. Uh, Pat Summit, who was uh, UT Lady Vols coach uh, for years. Phil Jackson is on there. Um, I think Joe Torrey, former coach of the Yankees, was on there. There's, there's like seven names on there. If you could sit down and get one piece of advice from them, what question would you ask? Now, you're listening to outsiders. But here's the thing that I think would even be better for us. If we could say, okay, who's that coach local 
that I could actually go and take him out to lunch and ask for one piece of advice. How did you build your program? What do you do that's different than any other program? Uh, what do you do with a kid that's struggling with grades, spiritually, home life? Um, and, and then, you know, and I wrote it down like this. I wrote this question down. When was the last time you had a learning conversation with any of the people that you listed? And I think it goes to that idea of, hey, if we're going to grow, if we're going to get sharp, we need some more iron around us that sharpens us. Um, I tend to surround myself with people that are a lot like me. So a lot of the things that I gain from them are what I already know. And it just reinforces what I know or what I think I know. But if I go outside and have those learning conversations, then I'm getting some more iron in there to sharpen what's here with me. So that's kind of that. Make those lists. Um, think about you know what piece of advice you'd ask from each one of those people on that list. And if you get the opportunity, go have the conversations. Listen to outsiders. We want you to be the best version of you. And, and if all we're doing is recycling what we think we already know we're not going to grow we're not going to get any better um, and i mean I, it's kind of hard to say it this way but we call that stagnation yeah yeah we, we just we get stagnant and you know we don't we don't grow we don't improve uh, i want to hit on like the i think a really important aspect especially for old, older coaches um, is to listen to your kids a little bit. You know what I mean? They, you, some coaches are so far removed that a lot of times they they want to say, "Oh, these these kids are this way or this generation's blah blah blah." Well, it's the reality of the situation. Kids grow up with phones. Kids grow up with uh, a what, what is it? A, a sense of entitlement that you have to fix a little bit sometimes. Depends on the kid, but I mean, there's these these situations that the generation that we have to deal with, and it's the reality. It's it's facing the reality of that, and not just griping about oh they're this way or that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me let me jump on a little soapbox yeah. with that. I you know as an old youth minister, I used to hear that a lot. Well, this generation is this, and that generation is that, and this kid never puts down his phone. I, I stopped one parent one time. I said, "Who bought the phone?" I mean, if your kid's on the phone all the time, you're not having a conversation with him because he's on the phone all the time. You bought the phone, you know, and, you know, growing up, raising, you know, both of my kids are millennials and hearing everybody, the millennial generation. I'm like, dude, we raised the millennial generation. <laughs> They're the, the, they are what we created them to be. I got to take some responsibility for that as a parent of millennials and say, okay, now, here's the reality. My kids have phones. My kids play video games. My kids dress a lot different than I did growing up. Probably a good thing, to be honest. And no, bell bottoms. <laughs> bell bottoms and big collars are still say, happening. I don't know. So i got to take some responsibility of that and, and adjust and show love in a way that they can understand it. When we're talking about communicating outside or inside, communication's a two-way street. I have to listen as much as I talk. And if I'm not, if all I'm doing is talking at, at my athletes as a coach, I'm not communicating. 
I'm just barking orders. And I and I tell you the reality of this because I've seen my athletes' eyes just glaze over when I go into one of those rants. They're not hearing anything. And it doesn't matter how hard you yell. Uh, communication is is you listening and well, you, you have to think about it. Sharing. They, they spend all of their day, their entire day, being told, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. They almost nobody even and, and a lot of them hear that at home too. You know, they they're getting that at school because that's how the school system works is you do it this way, do it this way, do it with this way. And they might be hearing it at, at home as well. They never get the opportunity for somebody to say, Hey, I'm gonna listen to you for a second. What why is this why is this particular drill bothering you? Why are you not getting this right? And not in a condescending, like, you should be doing this right, but actually listen and figure out maybe it's something that, maybe it's a way that I'm teaching this particular thing or the way I'm approach like, my coaching approach is hindering their spiritual growth or whatever. There could be something to learn in that, in I, the way I, that you coach. I think if we ask the questions, there is definitely something to learn especially if we build the relationships our kids know we care they don't care how much we know until they know how much we care you know if they know we care about them they're probably going to have some honest conversations with us and then there definitely would be something that i could glean in my coaching you know how do i deal with this particular athlete because they're struggling with school they they have a dysfunctional home life um you know they they have low self-esteem you know they don't know when school's out where are they going to get their next meal and there's athletes in all of our programs that struggle with those things yes you know unless you're at an elite private school somewhere where you know there's just by tuition those are cut out um there's you know if you're in a public school system you got those kids on your teams yeah i mean what happens if a kid comes in and doesn't perform up to your expectations you get mad and yell about it and everything you find out and you actually ask you find out the kid hasn't ate that day yeah or the yeah. kid had to deal with or he's got know, an abusive parent or yeah or he had to work all night um so so you know just taking a step back and listening and understanding and, and i think a lot of that would come if we listen to each other's coaches I go find those well-respected coaches who've been through those kind of situations before. They're going to give me some advice that I can glean from um, and, and maybe implement uh, into my program. So, uh, Coach T, listen to Outsiders. It'll help you. I try to as much as I can. I'm going to try to, too. <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Intentional Coach Podcast. A uh, lot of things going on. If you like what we're doing, uh, shoot us an email if you don't like what we're doing. Shoot us an email if you got uh, podcast uh, topics you'd like for us to hit, discuss, or questions. Uh, Perry at fca.org. And tperry at fca.org. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you want to be involved with FCA, shoot us an email, same emails. Uh, if you'd like to donate to the ministry, you can go to our website, kingsportfca.org. There's a donate button on there. Uh, you'll see um, my beautiful face on there and Coach T's mug. Um, yep. I think we got that one from your third stint and probably the pound. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so, or our partner in crime, uh, Andy Barnes is on there as well. So you can, uh, you can hit us up at kingsportfca.org, uh, become a financial partner. 
Hey, we are glad you joined us. We hope to see you next time. Well, not see you, but we hope you listen next time. We hope this episode was helpful. Uh, Just remember, we're the soundtrack for the drive home from practice. If you had a good one today, congratulations. Probably won't happen every day. But if you did have a bad one today, Coach T. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Hey, just remember, stay fresh because nobody likes stale. See, you wouldn't want to be you. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Coach Podcast, the place you can come every week to find your heart and soul in sports.